All right, welcome back to the Game Dev Breakdown podcast. My name is Todd Mitchell. I am back this week with John Scheiber. I got to tell you guys, this is the first time I talked to John since I got back from Vegas. So we just ran our mouths on and on and on during the show. Then we turned off the microphones and talked for about another half hour. So I'm not going to waste a lot of time up front. I'd like to remind you quickly, if you would like a free way to support the show, you can take your next trip to Amazon.com through CodeWritePlay.com by clicking on the banner on the right side or the top of the homepage. Again, that's a free way for you to support the show, and we sure do appreciate it. And Halloween's coming, so grab your Halloween costumes, decorations, and candy. They've probably got candy you can buy. So uh, here's my chat with John. I'm I'm recording, so I'm ready to talk when you are. Hello, John. How are you, sir? I am doing well, Todd. How are you feeling? I'm okay. I I'm glad we're doing the podcast tonight. Um, happy Columbus Day, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I I don't know if your Columbus Day was was happy, and I think that's why you laughed. <laughs> Well, I, I laughed for a couple of reasons. One, everyone on Facebook is freaking out like, you can't like Columbus and that's not right and all this stuff. And like, yeah, that's true. But, you know, at the same time, it's like it's a holiday. We don't care about Columbus. Yeah. You know, it's like it's 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 getting to the point where it's like, do you want me to cut my grass or just set my entire yard on fire? Like I'm getting mixed <laughs> signals here, guys. I don't I don't know what to do anymore. Can't make anyone happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other reason I laughed is it's been such a weird day because we, we discovered Will had an egg allergy, has an egg allergy, and <laughs> we'll be dealing yeah. with that for years at least, you know. Yeah, man, that's that's a bummer, but at least you know what it is and it wasn't something super scary and you were near him and, you know, thank goodness he was with you. I couldn't imagine figuring something out like that and you're out of town, let's say. And yeah. It was the Grandma best. has him. <laughs> right. It was the best of circumstances. We were in the home. Uh, my wife was here. And oh, that's awesome. It's a significant allergy, but it's not like going to shock. It's just like um, some egg touched his arm and like he broke out real bad there. Like it's a whole thing. Oh, my goodness. Well, I will warn you, he should probably not touch Kara for a little, <laughs> a little while because I've seen her eat eggs. And yeah. uh... <laughs> we eat eggs like we threw ours out. We're like, we don't know what to do now. <laughs> you know? It's not a big deal. Like, we'll, we'll figure it out. I don't want to dwell too much on it. But um, yeah. I was going to say, I'm glad we're doing the podcast tonight also because uh, you and I haven't really even talked since I left town. Yes. And it's uh, weird. Been really busy. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I it's, it's certainly been a busy time for all of us. You know, we're usually interactive throughout the week. So it's it's good that we have this time to catch up. Absolutely. I, as I mentioned, I didn't mention this in the intro to the last show. I headed off to Vegas with uh, people who I was meeting for the first time, but I've been in a Facebook group with these guys. They're, they're, it's basically a father parenting group. And I, I went to see these guys for the first time. We had a big weekend and uh, hung out, uh, got to know each other, bonded, had a wonderful time. And then uh, a nutcase shot and killed about 60 people and wounded hundreds more. So, <laughs> I left hours before that happened. Many in our group were still there. A few were in that physical location. And, uh, you know, by the grace of God, everyone in our group came through it fine. But it's, you know, how do you say that when so many other people who have just as much value as you do in this world didn't make it out? So it's been such a weird experience. Yeah. Being involved 
or not involved, directly involved, but just, yeah, I get it. That's got to feel so weird, man. It's being like, right there. I feel these, these big things, like I can't believe this, and, you know, faced with mortality and all this stuff, and then I, I've got these little thoughts nagging at me, like, if I can have, like, this one selfish thought, like, I'm just glad it wasn't while I was in flight in the air and like nobody can get in touch with me and no one knows you know what's going on if i'm safe like so many big considerations small considerations like it's really been a process even not having been there at that moment like waking up the next morning and seeing this surreal your your phone blows up with all these notifications like it's been wild yeah that's intense man and weren't even directly involved and it's still like yeah and it's still that heavy um it's a serious, 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 serious thing. And that item that he was using, I've actually um, used on a gun, that bump stock. I don't know if you heard about that. I, I know a good deal about them because I had researched them myself in the in the past. Like you and I both um, are familiar with firearms. Um, you've, yes. You've worked with uh, full auto before. I haven't done that, but I've certainly worked with uh, semi-auto rifles uh, unmodified in that fashion. And the whole thing is just so weird. It's really weird, man. Those bump stocks, um, it's bizarre uh, the way that thing works, and it just does. Um, I would, You would have to kind of see and feel it, and I knew when I used it, I was like, this doesn't – I'm as much uh, uh, of a gun right person as uh, – no, I'm not. I can't say that, honestly. I got to <laughs> take that back. I'm not, I'm, I'm not as into it as certain people that I know. But I will say that I think it's a discussion that needs to be taken very seriously. Nothing needs to be decided in a cavalier manner on either side of the aisle with that. But um, when it comes to certain things like that utensil, bump stock, I don't even know what to say, accessory, mm-hmm. it's it starts to creep into a realm in my mind where I start to go, man, really? You know? Yeah. Does this need to be something that I can just go get and stick on to uh, – a weapon and then it takes it to this level of of lethal capability all of a sudden it's like it was already really lethal <laughs> it's like yeah why does this exist for the average consumer i don't know but i won't i won't go on that too much it's not really what this is about but. right no uh, i think i think the thing is that we're both uh sort of moderation guys you know it's like we very much have certain rights we're interested in certain things uh and we're also interested in being smart uh yes so, like I said, I had looked into these things before. Mostly it seemed like something you run into on YouTube. Like, I can't believe this guy put this thing on his whatever. And he goes mm-hmm. out into the backyard and blows up 100 Mountain Dew bottles or, or whatever. And you, you right. look at it and go like, wow, that really is something. And you never really expect to see it like in the news. And these things no. have been around forever. Um, they've never been used in a high profile crime before. And to see it used so just lethally in that situation is it was definitely horrifying um because everyone assumed yeah. he, he was up there with a machine gun and that was not the case it was just a very uh run-of-the-mill semi-auto rifle that had been modified yep it's so crazy. and it's it's not so bad that we uh spoke about that because i come home and um being the you know moderate fellows that we are uh, for the most part <laughs> <laughs> i i follow a variety of news sources and I do that for a few reasons. For one thing, uh, you and I both find ourselves in these sort of speaking uh, roles, podcasting uh, in the several places that we have and um, interacting with a variety of people. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I know you're involved in your your church and, and uh, people look to you to have you know just ideas on things and feedback for them. Um, yes. So one website I follow, and strictly because we we both sort of admire uh, Ben Shapiro, I follow his website, The Daily Wire, where he is the editor in chief. And um, I I got hooked on well not hooked on I got interested in Ben when I started listening to his podcast uh, The Ben Shapiro Show uh, after he uh, piled around with Adam Carolla for a while so okay. I, I I took an interest in his show and I this was at a time when I was sort of starting this podcast as a solo show as well and I thought maybe I could learn from his format he's a very effective guy he runs a tight yes. ship and and his product is good so I thought I'll I'll pick up whatever I can so I I end up seeing Daily Wire stuff on Facebook and something caught my attention. I think it was two days after the uh, the shooting in Vegas. Somebody on the Daily Wire, who is not Ben Shapiro, writes an article titled, The Kids Aren't Alright, Colin. These Grand Theft Auto Rampage videos are disturbing. So now I'm interested because they don't usually cover games. We're, we're involved in that line of work. They are not. And yeah. <laughs> I read this. And it's by an author who I do not know anything about, uh, other than what mm. I was able to see on his Twitter page. And this this entire thing is about, uh, ultimately the purpose is he looks back at his time playing Grand Theft Auto, like, not most recent titles, but like 10 years ago plus, and goes, my friends and I, we, it, we were unwell. We had this violent ten- tendency and society has this thirst for violence and why does this need to exist? He starts the thing saying he's not calling for a ban on it and all this stuff. And then at the same time, he's like, why, why should we have this? So <laughs> I sent this to you and I said, we should probably talk about this because it's, yeah, it stands out to me as a weird thing for, um, I mean, I assume Ben Shapiro or somebody who works directly with him gave this thing the thumbs up and I have a lot of questions about it. So I'm going to bounce this over to you first. I sent you this. What was your initial reaction to this, this article? I don't know this guy, so I want to try to maintain a, a level of respect. But my gut feeling, man, I just want to say clickbait. I just that's that was just my gut feeling on that with a headline like that, yeah. and then jumping into it like that is just like, look at me. It's just what it screamed to me at first. I I think I'm with you there. Um, now I, I tell everybody as soon as I got into freelance writing, the first thing you learn is that. Oftentimes you don't end up writing the headline yourself. It you can suggest one, but it may or may not show up that way. So ah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times there in there end up being big disconnects between the actual content and the headline. And this this absolutely qualifies whether he wrote this headline or not. It says the kids aren't all right, and in the article he states, "I understand that this is rated for this game is rated for children, not children, people seventeen and up." And it's most popular among uh, middle-aged parents. And then he goes on yeah. to say that, you know, what's wrong with these parents? Which, uh, fine, you can think that, but now what does your headline mean? <laughs> yeah, it pretty much throws that away. Yeah. And so it does seem very um, contorted with an intention. And, and something else, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he did not decide what to call this article. These Grand Theft Auto Rampage videos are disturbing. There is one video in the article, and it is of Grand Theft Auto V, which, uh, if you take his word for it, he has never played. Because he says he hasn't played anything like this in 10 years. And uh, sure enough, there's there's GTA V. Somebody's on this Rampage, five-star wanted level, whatever. 
and uh so those those pieces don't fit right away no it's just um and a disconnected person just rolling into the room and and yelling something random right i don't know i don't know how it's, it's like you're just playing a game of friendly poker with your buddies and and somebody's angry cousin runs in and just yells something about it and then awkwardly leaves i don't know like <laughs> that's what it felt like <laughs> uh, what, what we used to call that in the workplace is like a seagull he just flies in and craps all over everything and leaves yeah, that's pretty much what this felt like. It was just like, I haven't played video games for a long time. This is messed up, isn't it? All right, see you later. You guys are vile for liking it, by the way. See ya. Right, exactly. And it's like, I'll show myself right back out the door I left 10 years ago. Right. Cool, um, dude. Cool story. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> now, that leaves certain questions about the timing. Why did he bring this up now? Now, so I'll I'll jump into the finer points of this article. This disclaimer at the beginning says... You know, before you guys can can try to stop me, I'm not saying there should be a ban on violent video games. Um, I understand that studies say that video games do not cause people to be violent. Um, I'm not saying it contributed to the Vegas shooting. He brought it up in the article. I'm not saying this was a cause for that, which is good because there is absolutely zero correlation between this thing and that thing. Yes, um, other than if you remember that Doom book. And, and although, like... This is ah, I'm out of place on this, but now I got to explain myself since I've hijacked it. <laughs> but ahead. when they when they figured out that first person shooters actually gave uh, a, an advantage to a person shooting a weapon, and the military experimented with uh, using simulations built around a modified version of Doom Two um, for that reason. So that is a little bit interesting that it can actually be used to improve your hand-eye coordination in direct regards to firearms, but that's really not the point made here. Um, so that's that's where my misstep was to bring that up. But just a fascinating little note um, from that Doom. I think you shared that with me originally. That Well, when you said that, that Doom book, I thought of Masters of Doom, and I, I know that book pretty well, and I don't think anything like that is in there. Um, okay. They did discuss the congressional hearings that happened back in the 90s about video games, and they did bring up id Software. Um, and that's an interesting point that might have come up because that was written by David Kushner, who also wrote Jacked, the outlaw story of Grand Theft Auto or something. Um, ah. That same author, who is a phenomenal writer, um, spent a bunch of years following the guys at Rockstar Games and basically chronicled their story of the lawsuits with uh, Jack, what's his name, out of Florida, who tried to get the games banned and how they grew the studio anyway. And they, those guys are out of England. And it was a whole big thing. But yeah, I, I don't know I, the connection. I to... remember, I remember what it was. You had shared with me a, a YouTube video of a guy talking about Doom, and then he used that as a reference, is what it was. And he was oh, okay. going and showing the different. I remember now, and he was going and showing the different uh, ways that Doom had been used, actually, and, and adapted and changed in the Columbine thing. And it was just wild, man. They did a bunch of really interesting things with that, and it really launched a whole. Because um, there was another school shooting that happened, and the police officers that responded to the scene in the YouTube video, I remember them talking to him and being like, this guy's, this kid, not a guy, as a kid, his accuracy was like unbelievable. And the guy goes, I know that's, it's it's a crazy, creepy, not he didn't say creepy, but just like a kind of a morbid thing to say about the situation, but he's like, it's a truth that has to be known. 
and then later on in court it comes out that he was a avid first person shooter and yeah. um then it was like whoa you know that was kind of an interesting thing but just because it makes you better at this thing i think the disconnect in the 90s was you know just because it makes you better at this or something like that doesn't necessarily mean it drives you or pushes you to do that and here's the problem in this situation the uh, guy who perpetrated the shooting video games still never came up in his background one time and they would have brought it up oh yeah they would have <laughs> nailed that so hard they, they would, would have be... nailed that point so hard I don't even think you would hear people talking about how there's no motive that they've found and all this stuff. I think more the narrative narrative would be uh, this this adult gamer just killed a bunch of people. Oh man, that, even if even if he just had like a I don't know a Clash of Clans account on his <laughs> phone, they would have tried to dig. They would have tried to dig that up, man. They would have tried to dig that up. I'm surprised they didn't connect it to video poker, but um. Wow, you know what? That's a whole other. I shouldn't, Tail. Even, shouldn't even said that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and, and I bring this up because, so th this, this intro, he gives a lot of reasons. He's not a lot of things he's not saying with this story, but then the question becomes, what is the purpose of this? There is absolutely no news from the grand theft auto series. There's not a new game. There's not a new no. update. There's not anything no. going on. No. And he brings something up that happened 10 or 15 years ago by his own account so the question becomes, why are you bringing this up now? And why did you mention Vegas when you admit that there is no connection? And why do you have this video of a player in Grand Theft Auto uh, going on a rampage in the desert? Like, it starts to become pretty clear he is, in fact, <laughs> I can't say in fact, but it sure seems to me like he does want to make some connection. Oh, yeah. Even subliminally. It just, like, it's very apparent to me. It's just, it's just, Yeah. I mean, it really does. You're right, because it's just like, well, it is, but it isn't. That's the whole article. It is, but it isn't. Could it be? It couldn't. But it's, you know, not necessarily, maybe, kind of. Uh, <laughs> and it's you're just like, what? Yeah, What's exactly. happening? Yeah. So when I uh, noticed the connection but not connection, the, the one place he links to is his Twitter account, which I wasn't able to glean much from because he hasn't tweeted a whole lot, and he has like 400 followers, and... Uh, it doesn't seem like he's been working with the Daily Wire long, even though he's known Ben Shapiro for a while. But it does, like, there's a lot of weird Catholic crusade imagery on his, his different accounts on different websites and stuff. And like, I'm not really sure what the guy's all about. Very hard to tell. But it does seem like he's trying to make a case to certain, sort of do away with certain things and, like, strongly influence, uh, you know, popular culture and sort of just lop some things off that he doesn't like. And I, I think maybe the video game thing is sort of a, point of guilt for him and so now he's sort of turning around and attacking it <laughs> interesting uh, that that's probably a long way to dig but like that's sort of i spent a lot of time with this and that's kind of what i'm coming up with yeah and it's also a really good way to hit a top, hot button topic tie it into a recent event to try to get your name pushed out there yes and uh we are playing right into his hands but i did <laughs> i did think it was worth bringing up because uh, mostly because it stood out to me because Ben Shapiro, he, he's an absolute master of debate. I would, I would hate to disagree with him in person. Like it seems like yes. a nightmare. And this on the other hand was like the floppiest, flimsiest, fuzziest logic I've ever seen about anything online. It, it was just yeah. like Grand Theft Auto's bad because it's messing up our kids, even though kids aren't playing it. And you know, it's <laughs> and it, it makes this case about like 
clear he he goes into this big thing about C.S. Lewis and how C.S. Lewis illustrates that um, you know society has this unhealthy thirst for sex and we're now we're doing the same thing with violence and we have this thirst for violence and you guys are playing right into it and it's like video games are the newest medium period and if there's this thirst for violence like where do you think it came from it didn't come from here like it's it's the influence it's pulling from like movies and music and television and books and like everything came along before video games if anything they're trying to imitate other art yeah and Grand Theft Auto is interesting, but it's not even it's not even like turning on a movie and watching Jason kill a bunch of camp counselors like I sent to you in my notes. Uh, yeah. it's, it's like like he says in the thing, it's this giant city simulation, which if you read um, Jacked, you hear the story about the developer who came up with this thing and showed his boss. He's like, look, I made this city thing and these cars drive around. They'll stop at the traffic lights and they'll follow the laws and all this stuff. And maybe we could do something with this. That is how this started. It, it was more Sim City yeah. than like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And from there, they were like, OK, let's put these stories in and what grabs attention and stuff. And they, they just wrote these stories. But it has always been this grand experiment of choice. And this guy's mad about the stuff he did his own behavior in this system. And I'm supposed to go like, you are right. I, I have to take a good hard look in the mirror. Like when the last time you and I played, uh, I, I can't remember if it was you and me or um, my uh, YouTube buddies. The last time I played Grand Theft Auto, we, we r- raced cars for like four straight hours. We didn't even yeah. play in a lobby. We were uh, racing cars around loop to loops and going off ramps and stuff. You can do, like the sky is literally the limit in Grand Theft Auto, and and you're blowing up cows and you're mad about it. Yeah, you could totally. I I looked recently at my hours and what I've done in GTA, and you it logs everything that you do in that game. Yeah, and I spend far more time in that game riding around on a motorcycle. Dead serious. It says so many hours driven, and then in there it breaks down what kind of vehicle it was, and it's and it's just motorcycle. I log on to that game because the graphics are absolutely stunning. The driving physics are pretty darn good, and I like to get on a certain bike and just rip it. And then if that turns into a journey or that I've accidentally got the cops on me and I outrun them, so be it. But, man, that's the most fun I have playing that game, uh, right. to be quite honest with you. Yeah, and, and I understand that if you left the series 10 years ago, there was a little bit less of that freedom because the online stuff wasn't quite there. And yeah. um, there was basic racing and stuff like that. And there were people who were making funny videos like, hey, I followed the law all day long in Grand Theft Auto. Look at this silly stuff that happens. And and that's fine too. But his his ultimate point with this article was, why would we spend our time this way? Why does this need to exist? And for me, if you have this simulation system that will show you the consequences of those choices you make, that's well worth being a thing, right? I mean, it's this is not it's so funny. He he describes this as like the pinnacle of violent gaming. In no way has Grand Theft Auto ever ever been the height of violence in games, not even from Rockstar's own catalog. Manhunt yeah. Manhunt was Manhunt. like ten years ago. <laughs> Now, I now if now if he wrote this article and and there was a game like Manhunt that like okay perfect example hatred when it rolled out oh, all right yeah. okay you know I I gotta I gotta start being a moderate guy here I go I gotta start being like okay what's the point here you guys I don't know how much you know about that game but that game is just too much weird and I'm like okay this 
is is the opposite of what this guy's doing with his article. Like this is this is a game developer being like, oh, we just want to be asshats just because we can. <laughs> so right. that's is what that seemed like to me because it's just like, oh, look at you media, look at you know, look at this, look at this, and we're just gonna basically shove it in your face and make the most horrible, ultra violent, sadistic, twisted story imaginable. The very thing that you're afraid of video games creating and they made a video game for it partially brilliant partially sadistic partially wtf mate <laughs> yeah uh yeah if if he had written about uh hatred or manhunt i i probably wouldn't have made this a show topic i probably would have gone oh fair enough you know yeah but to tr- try to speak from a position of authority on this and be so frequently wrong in like eight paragraphs i had a hard time dealing with that because i thought like you know at the same time like Ben Shapiro probably could use a reputable video game guy, and it'd be nice if he had somebody who knew what was going on, you know? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at Megatodzilla on Twitter. Um, but, uh, no, if if you wanted to talk about a, the games like, um, even Mortal Kombat is a, is a fine example, the best I can say about that is they, and I still, I'm not willing to concede that they're marketing this stuff to kids. They're just not. They've been they, that's been such a thing since the 90s. They're literal congressional hearings about not marketing this stuff to kids, which it was determined they were not, should not, and would not. So there, you can't really make that argument. But for anyone to play this stuff, the best I can say is they're expressing something that they wanted to create. They are, tr- in most cases, they're trying to put out some kind of commentary. So a lot of it maybe is net negative. It's not going to benefit us in any significant way, and it might do damage to our intellect, perhaps. But no more so than, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey. No more than Magic Mike. (laughs) There's so much stupid shit in existence. Why would we start with this? You know, it it just makes me feel like when a celebrity goes, oh, world peace and save the whales and everything, and then their blockbuster movie comes out and they crash nine helicopters and they... They're driving a, a a sports car with an engine in it. They won't pass American admissions tests, and uh, yeah. you know it's just and they're shooting everything that moves. And it's just like, come on, guys, you know it's it's tough. It's it's tough when you're sitting there dogging on something for being supposedly extreme, and then here you are trying to make note or make a name of yourself being extreme, right? And it's it's like. I don't like this. I don't like the way this is stacking up. Yeah, I'm I'm culturally I'm interested in working big to small. And we've got a lot bigger problems than modern day Grand Theft Auto. Um Totally. <laughs> you know, in terms of influence on whoever, there's there's a lot worse stuff. There are bigger fish to fry and I I thought this was a shame on the Daily Wire for a few reasons. One is that you know as well as I do that the game industry, especially the game industry media, uh, outlets are overwhelmingly like drastically liberal not, not oh, yeah. Only, yeah not only young conservatives but young moderates would probably love a, a, a common sense uh, outlet that they could look to, to to hear about game stuff game culture game industry i've tried to create a little bit of that with this podcast now uh, i've already had a number of guests who do not at all identify with anything center or right uh, and I, I still love those people. I think they're great. Many very good friends. But at the same time, people who happen to identify themselves as like, I'm a pretty moderate guy. Like, 
they might love the thoughts and observations of Ben Shapiro, but not if his buddies are going to put this out. Yeah. You know, know what I mean? Yeah, I totally do. I mean, yeah, if that's his platform and he's putting that on there. Yeah. Maybe he overlooked this one, you know? I think so. I, I think. And if you follow Ben's uh, Facebook page, he posts a lot of things from a lot of people with a lot of viewpoints. He keeps his own commentary very brief, if anything at all. Like, watch this or hmm. Or in the, on this one, I think he said this is disturbing, which the video on its own. Yes, it is, because it's a, a prime example of somebody who got on the game to say, I want to do the most shocking thing possible. Show off my skills blowing up cops and stuff. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't love that either. But at the same time, like, I do love getting online on Grand Theft Auto and uh, racing my buddies or or getting in a helicopter and flying and, and parachuting off off of a building or whatever. And it it doesn't mean I need to, to go to bed and stay awake at night thinking, like, what am I doing to my brain? That's not. You know, this is like now I'm getting mad all of a sudden because <laughs> listening to you explain it just now is making me think, like, what how what an insult to most humans intelligent if you're 14 years or older and you're playing this and you do not realize that life isn't like going into an ammunition and walking over the glowing circle and picking out your accessories with with this money that you just have somehow and then you just walk outside and start blowing stuff up and then the bullets don't hurt and like, it's like, come on, man. We know this is a freaking video game. We know it's a video game. And these people aren't going to do this. This isn't going to drive you to do this. The person that is going to do something like that, frankly, is just going to do something like that. The kid that's outside trying to mutilate cats, that's the kid you need to worry about. You yeah. don't need to worry about the doofus playing gta thinking the messing with the physics is funny like if you watched me go on a rampage in gta you i it would quickly realize what i think is hilarious is trying to break the game like that's yeah. what i'm trying to do i'm trying to make a funny glitch happen and i'm trying to i'm trying to just find out how they wired this thing like what are they going to do with the ai if i stand here and just keep blowing up cars right here what's the game going to do you yeah. know it's usually half the time what it is and it's just it's this big sandbox and it's um I used to play with little green army men and have, I mean, how many millions of green army men did I kill right. in all of in all the right. conflicts I had? And that's the same concepts are behind that. The same, the same metaphysical concepts are driving that within your child, whether that's a plastic dinosaur and a King Kong toy or it's a video game. Like, yeah. It, and while, a, <laughs> while we're playing this, someone is binging on Game of Thrones and... <laughs> you can make a decent case that there's worse in Game of Thrones. <laughs> and it's like I haven't I haven't seen Game of Thrones. I know enough about it to say, yeah, yeah, it might be <laughs> there might be some stuff a little bit a little bit worse than this. Because, you know, like, here's the thing. When you digest media like a movie or something like that, you are buckled in. You're experiencing that from beginning to end until you shut it off like you so accurately and uh perfectly stated the video game is open-ended i don't go to the strip clubs in gta all right that's just a decision that you make you yeah. don't have to go do that you don't have to go act like you're gonna play your character that way it never even makes you go do that and like right. as far as i know i haven't 
to be I gotta be completely honest with you. I've played the multiplayer online far more than the story. I just gotta come clean. I think one of, <laughs> I think one of the storylines like runs you through the back or something. It's it's not a big deal. And uh, there's to tell you the truth, Red Dead Redemption gets a little bit more graphic than uh, GTA does in that regard. Yeah. If, you, if you remember part of the storyline in Mexico, stands out in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, even, you're right. Even that is like you're talking like maybe five percent of the level uh game of thrones takes that too <laughs> from the, oh you from the sexual you, content front yeah gotcha you know what though i have to i remember now there's a really messed up mission in gta 5 early on i take that back where you gotta you gotta go get pictures of somebody secretly that, it, that there are some that, weird things in there that, uh, <laughs> that mission is that mission i have to say that that is i could have done without that one uh yeah <laughs> since we're talking about um Trevor's introduction is horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> that's remember true. that scene is like, "What is this?" And of course, that was like the first moment my wife walked by while I was playing that when we were <laughs> living in uh, St. Louis in the apartment and everything was a little, little more cramped, and I, I couldn't just run off to the office and be like, "Oh, check this thing out for research purposes," and I'll I'll be back. Um, it, it was like, "What the hell is this?" And I'm like, yeah. "You know what? I agree with you. This is weird." I wanted to get through this story. If it continues to be like this, I probably won't play it. And uh, later, she she actually apologized for that. She was like, you know, I, I don't need to be looking over your shoulder about the stuff. You're not a child. You know what you're doing. We didn't have kids yet. No, no one was saying anything. But later, I looked back on it and go like, eh, it wasn't the best use of, of that half hour to stare at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Um, I, in the grand scheme of things, to sort of circle back, I think all things considered, I don't think there's any way that the author did not intend to link this on some level to the Vegas shooting. Like there's just, there's no other good answer. Yeah. And you know what? So to play devil's advocate, to kind of try to get into the other guy's camp, this is a thing I like to try to do sometimes, no matter how much I disagree or illogical the point is, I just want to try to put myself there for a moment. By all means. And so I can slightly sympathize with this point because yes that's something you could simulate in grand theft auto 5 you could take okay. high ground you could take high ground and just start blasting on some people he doesn't know it. that though he doesn't you're right because <laughs> he's not played the game right because he's not played the game which is an excellent point so you you can do that and i think maybe that video he shared emphasizes that you know that's what you can do I, I but again, think, it comes back to it. Just if, if your kid doesn't know it's a game, if your ki- if you put on Mario and your kid doesn't understand that that's not really an Italian man <laughs> fighting for his life to save his girlfriend, like, and that wasn't like a thing that's actually happening, then like from that point on, you need to be like, okay, we we've got to get our child psychologically evaluated. He doesn't realize <laughs> what this is, and then. I don't know. It's just like as a massive insult to intelligence. I'll be back at that again. <laughs> I, I guess to his credit, if the last game you saw was Grand Theft Auto 3, like on the original Xbox or something, and then you came back like yesterday and went, well, let's look at what the Grand Theft Auto series is like now. Holy shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, now, now I get what you mean. Super realism. And if you're playing on PC, the graphics look very real. And you can do very violent things if you so choose uh, until, you know, you get inevitably get caught or get killed. Yeah, you would be probably taken aback. And I guess maybe if you were on, I'm trying to think of any conceivable way 
one thing could have led to the other. Like maybe he was on YouTube, like clicking around different videos and used the keyword rampage or something. And this came up. I don't know. Maybe you would find yourself on that train of thought. Man, it is a stretch though. Like these, these things had nothing to do with each other. Yeah. And it just seems when you, when you start to break it down like this, like we're doing right now and really digesting it and even trying to give some credit there to um, the author and really try to see that from his point of view, it just seems more like a some like just a, a very thin veil for something that was going on personally, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, kind of like, oh, I shouldn't have played this game. I feel bad about it. And if it's a devout religious person and they're kind of venting on that and saying that, you know, that I had I came to a conclusion that these were I mean, maybe let's maybe that guy can't handle that. Maybe he's that kind of a person and had to walk away from it. And he's like, oh, this is creating monsters. And it's like, brah, I mean, I've been playing this and busting skulls off bodies with spinal cords as scorpion forever. And I hold a job. I can hold jobs. I pay my bills on time. <laughs> I, mean, right, right. I don't think about ripping someone's head off their body with the spinal cord still attached to it and hoisting it over my head. My, it's yeah. just like – it's just a moving cartoon. It's like a comic book you can control. I mean, I don't know. My favorite point when people start talking about Mortal Kombat in association with the downfall of society, I say, uh, you are literally speaking about a game where you can uppercut two different identical heads off of someone. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it, it, it makes no explanation whatsoever. You bend down and uppercut the guy's head off, and then you bend back down and the body has no head on it. You do the same motion and another head pops off. <laughs> So they used to. It just cracks me up. Back in the day, they used to sit in a coliseum and throw innocent people in front of lions and let them eat them up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and 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 so, like you said, this has been a part of what humans are—a uh, vi- glorification of violence. It just comes from the destruction of something innocent. I guess sometimes that just has its appeal to people in some way or another. But again, that's that's not how we usually play that game. Exactly. I, I'm i with you. I want to be fair to this guy. And I was having trouble getting myself in those shoes. That's normally something I'm actually pretty good at. But this guy does talk about his devout religious commitments very, very openly and very honestly. Oh. And I, I think there is probably, like I said before, I do think guilt is a huge part of this. And... But I think I think like you suggest, he may be very sensitive to this kind of thing. And he may perhaps when he sees this sort of evil in the world, as close as he's ever as he's ever been to this sort of thing, maybe this is the worst thing he's had to confront in his own past. And for that, I think maybe we do have to give him some credit and probably applaud that effort. But I think it was communicated in the worst way possible. Yeah, I agree with that. That was very well stated. I agree with that. Let me ask you this on our way out. I have a little boy, you have a little girl. If your child took an interest in a game like this, be it from a playmate at school or whatever, minimum age to to experience something like this. Minimum age to experience Grand Theft Auto 5? Mm-hmm. Let's say I, any any 17 and up game. I would have to... Man, that's I'm, tough. I'm going to break my own rule in a minute, but go ahead. It's tough. I would have to know the title. I would really have to know the content unless the child is of that age and they can and they can freely make that decision, I guess, at that point. 
But I would have to know. I'll take my mom's strategy on that. So what she would do is she would have to know what it was. So like, for instance, I could play Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets a rating. I mean, that was, as a matter of fact, that is why the rating <laughs> system uh, for the games pretty much exists. So, you know, uh, she would evaluate that. Um, now, a game like Heretic, it took a little while before I could play yeah. because she didn't like the spiritual components of it, but that's just who she was. Um, if the game had a lot of sexual components to it. So in my day and age, if I was a kid growing up, I probably couldn't play Grand Theft Auto V, but I could have probably played the new Doom. So I would I would take that same I would take that same route because I would have faith in my child playing that game, but how easily it is to for you to get into online community and for you to find something like the strip club or yeah. uh crack horse walking around it's just the fact that that could happen. Uh, I think, I think I would have. To, I think I'd have to put the brakes on GTA Five. I never thought about that. Can you go to the strip clubs in the online mode, like with other people? That would be creepy as hell. I think you can, man, because they're in there. Oh, oh. Yeah, they're in there, and they're active, and they're active. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm with this guy now. Let's let's shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> For, for better or for worse, we are a culture that's uh, 100% cool with guns and do not want to see boobs anywhere. So <laughs> I, we can't help it. Like, that's that's our nature in the United States now. And, and that does make it, it... It's not that. It's not that for its own sake. It's the part where you can, like, see these, like, 3D prostitutes with, like, another player who may or may not be age-appropriate. And, like, no, it gets weird too fast. Yeah, that's that's bizarre. But I I will say, boy, this is weird. But I'm going this way. As a as a design component, they went a better route than Sleeping Dogs. Even though I adore that game, went with the massage parlors. Now let me say something about the massage parlors and Sleeping Dogs. Very comparable titles here, because yeah, you you go and you just beat and kill everything. You just beat up and kill everything in both games. And one, you're an undercover cop. One, you're just a guy that's yeah. that's making money. Anyways, the massage parlor thing gave your character a buff. And in the mechanics of the game, encourages you to go there. Now, oh, yeah. they make it slightly ambiguous so that if you're a naive 13-year-old, you could, you'd be like, I don't get it. But I don't think it would take a kid of moderate intelligence very long to figure out what's going on there. Interesting thing though, after you do a certain mission, those change and become, um, regular establishments and they don't give you that vibe anymore of, uh, that's good. (laughs) Sexual slaves. It's like part of the storyline, but still the, the point there is that it's designed as a mechanic to give you a buff for combat situations. It increases your melee strength for combat so it it encourages your player to go there whereas gta i think was correctly designed where it doesn't necessarily encourage you to go there for an in-game buff Uh and uh mechanics like that i think that that's when you do have to give rockstar some credit as i've noticed that uh in the in the newer gtas the games are, are a little more like that the thing of of getting your character drunk or stoned doesn't benefit you at all you can do it you can get drunk and stoned drive your lamborghini to a strip club <laughs> but at no point in time is that a design in the game to give your character super strength or unlock a thing or you know what i mean 
that was one of my biggest responses to this whole thing is that you want to single out Grand Theft Auto and yet Grand Theft Auto has some of the best examples of in-game consequences for like every conceivable totally. like rationally negative action not only in the in the storyline itself but online if you are like overly hostile towards other players and stuff like that like the game comes and gets you you'll be more frequently singled out to um like get hunted down by other players for like vigilante stuff and then like if you do if you're super bad like they, they put you with the other super bad kids like, they do and they rope you off and you're off on your own you, they do, and that's that's a hundred percent true. So what happens is you have a mental state, and when your character becomes mentally unstable in the game because you made him a psychopathic murderer by killing people for the last forty five minutes, you become a wanted target on the multiplayer map, and then you get a good amount of money if you go scorp that guy out while he's riding around in a car trying to hit people, yeah. and it encourages the other players to go play like you mentioned a vigilante approach and go hunt this guy down. We did it to a guy with a sniper rifle and sunned him on a server it was awesome <laughs> there you go doing doing lord's work um oh to give you my quick answer to this uh this age appropriate thing yeah oh yeah yeah with a lot of things i would say when will hits a certain age he will be allowed to play games probably one age classification above where he's at so when he's everybody age he might occasionally get to see something that's t for teen and i say yeah. that because things will be rated t for teen over just about anything like if someone's drinking a beer in in the background somewhere like you're probably looking at a t rating um yeah mature rated games are usually mature rated games for better reasons so i would take those super case by case and grand theft auto would be a stretch like I, i'm not pretending this is all you know it's it's not viva pinata it's <laughs> it's it's yeah pretty or color splat too yeah yeah, there's there's gritty stuff in it, and I don't think I would let him play that a day before probably age sixteen at least. Um, I, I'm he's going to be disappointed because I'm going to work in video games like I have since before he was born, <laughs> and I will until I die. But I am going to be a hard ass about this stuff because like, I know oh, yeah, it, I know it too be. well. Um, I don't you know, and I, I don't want him sitting in his bedroom alone playing Mass Effect all night. None of that stuff. No. No, Dragon Age, get it out of here. Now listen, uh, <laughs> you said 16. It's interesting you bring up that age because I told Marie that once Kara hits 16, once a kid hits 16, once they get a driver's license, at that point in time, you have better hoped that you've been an effective parent because really, honestly, in our society and the way things are, that kid is, is loose. Yeah. And I think – you might be right. 16 might be, it might be a decent age to be like, okay, here you go. You know, caution, um, be careful. And then, and then child by child, like I Kara, knowing who she is now and imagining her as grown up would want nothing to do with that. Now, Zelda, an open world Zelda probably be all over that, but yeah. I, I don't see her and her personality even wanting to touch something like that, that GTA. So like, yeah, totally. Uh, child by child i mean as a parent you gotta really feel that stuff out um, it's true i mean if if he shows some indication of like obviously we work with him very closely on everything but if he's having trouble with like being aggressive at school or something like that he i won't have an xbox in the house like they're, they're yeah and yeah and not because it's inherently evil but because uh it's going to be a distraction and probably is a step in the wrong direction it like you said 
case by case, 100%. Yes, totally got to be case by case. And I can totally side with the parent being okay with it to some degree for certain games, to be clear. And then I could totally side with the parent to being like, nah, no, we're not doing this. Um, I do think that the latter is unfortunate. Yeah. You're going to miss a lot of opportunities unless you put in some elbow grease. That's a huge thing, man. Side side topic there, and I promise I won't let this tangent go on too long, but please, as a parent, me, you, I really want us to have this, and it's just that take your kid, see what they like, and don't crush it. Parents, if you got if, if there's a parent listening to this that's a, that has a video game kid or is, is thinking about that kind of a thing, and but you don't necessarily – well, never mind. That was dumb. Edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, <laughs> I think in this crowd the best way to put it is like, you know, some of us are going to have kids who only want to play football, and for us that's going to be weird. And yeah. If my son wants to strap on the pads and, and put on a helmet and go through throw the pigskin out back, okay, fine. Uh, that's what they call the fo- football, right? <laughs> but no, it, it's uh, – and on, on the other hand, people who don't listen to this show, they're going to want their kids to play football and they want to play the PlayStation. And, you know, within reason, that's that's absolutely great. Like my wife and I both play musical instruments. We didn't know if our kid was going to want to do that or any subsequent kids – the best thing we can do is make stuff available and see yep. what they take to and try to nurture that and see, you know, where they can take that, how they could turn that into a career, uh, how to just have fun with it. Great. You know, totally, totally. Yes. So um, <laughs> I was interested to see where you came down on that stuff. I, I assume we'll we'll single stuff out like this from time to time. Um, I definitely want to catch up more with you about uh, what you're playing right now, what you're going to play, and some of these other um, more directly game industry news stories, because there is kind of a lot of stuff going on, but we will have to jump into that next week. So uh, thanks. I, I asked you about this yesterday morning, and I, I know you had to probably move some things around to get up to speed on this, and I appreciate that, and I think this was yeah. great. Man, I had fun. Thanks, buddy. Right. Huge thanks to John Schreiber once again for sitting in with me. Uh, I could do the show alone, but it wouldn't be nearly as much fun. If you enjoyed the Game Dev Breakdown podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere podcasts exist. You can leave us a rating and a review. And if you shared with a friend, we would love that. We love taking part in the community with you guys. Each week we look forward to this, and we love hearing your feedback. So reach out to us. We will be back with more stuff next week. We'll talk about more current events and things that did not happen 10 years ago. So uh, be along for the ride and take part with us. Uh, For my buddy John Scheiber and for Code Right Play, my name's Todd Mitchell. You guys keep playing. We'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.